Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of my sharings. And uh, today I have, uh, I don't know why, but I'm a bit, not bothered, but I feel like I want to do an inquiry into today's topic. It's, um, I asked on Instagram last week if you had something burning that you wanted to share with me. And um, and you all said, um, not all, but very many of you asked me about my relationship with Rachel and why we're not speaking. And um, they, yeah, you wanted to know about this. And I I understand uh, that that you are uh, curious about it, that you are concerned, and I also feel, I totally feel your love and care. And uh, I also feel I do not want to share about this because it's uh, it's it's between her and I. And and then the question came, just when I shared about this, then the question came. Someone wanted me to share about how to love each other even when we disagree. And I felt like this is something that is very, you know, kind of warm, uh, close to my heart. And I felt like, wow, is that, is that how people, is that how people see separation? Is that separation you know, does it come down to that we disagree? How to love each other even when we disagree? And I, I you know, I, I got my, my mind got blank. I didn't understand. Sometimes I feel like I have a diagnosed that I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Um, I just don't get it. I don't get how this is a full sentence, how to love each other even when we disagree. I was like, what does this have to do with each other? I don't understand. And then I just thought that maybe this is normal. Maybe this is how it usually is. We disagree, so it means we don't love each other. Or we don't love each other, so we disagree. Still, I don't, I don't, I can't mix it up, you know, in the same sentence. That love and agreement or disagreement are joined together. Let me put it like this. If I say, I love green, and you say, I love green too, does it mean you love me? Or does it mean that you love green? If I say I love green and you say I love blue, does it mean you don't love me? Or does it mean that you love blue? If I say I love green and you say I don't love you, Shama, does that mean that you don't love green? Do you understand what I mean? It's like it, it's, it doesn't fit. It's really like if we disagree, to me, that has nothing to do with love. I think it's absolutely, totally possible to keep loving each other with a disagreement. You can be upset, 
you can be angry, you can uh, have a, a big reaction, you can take measures and big steps, you know, to separate yourself from the person or something. You know, there are many, many things you can do, but does it change the love you have for that person? If you disagree, does it change something? Isn't, isn't the, you know, opinions, what we think and feel about, you know, our perceptions, are they connected to love? I find that this is something that, you know, sometimes I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand the question. And maybe it's me who is uh, from another planet because I just can't figure it out. If, if I would disagree with you, would that necessarily make me not love you? Do we all need yes-sayers for what we feel, how we act, what we say, what we do? Do we need supporters? Is it only people who support our, you know, actions, thoughts, words that love us? I don't think so. I think that is like... <clears throat> To me, I, I, it doesn't make sense. And I wonder, do we live that way? That is something I really want to inquire into. Do we live that way that if you don't agree with me, then I will remove my love from you? This one I absolutely recognize. To be cut off to be blocked, to not be welcome, to be punished because we disagree. Question again is, is that action a manifestation of love? Is that, does it necessarily prove that the person doesn't love me anymore? Say I do something and one person thinks that is such a shitty thing to do. And I'm going to cut you off. You're not welcome into my life. Does it mean that that person doesn't love me? Did he say, I don't love you anymore? Or did he say, what you did to me was wrong? I don't appreciate that. I'm going to cut you off. For me, the love we have is kind of untouchable. Either it's there or it's not there. And it doesn't matter what we do or say. There are things that we can do and say that can make us love each other less or more. But I find it very, very hard to think that a disagreement would come between us loving each other. I think one can be separated for years and have a conflict and there is still love going on. I don't think that to, to cut off a person or separate that it means I don't love you anymore. Then I have my own feelings about that type of behavior. I don't enjoy the punishment 
that we use towards people when they disagree. I don't enjoy how we have a tendency to cut each other off if we have different opinions or if we act in a way that doesn't sit perfectly with the other party. I don't enjoy that. I don't do it myself. And I I do not like when I'm uh, put in that situation because it creates stress. It can create, you know, a feeling of abandonment, of being left out, of being lonely and so on. It can trigger a lot from my past. Now I have a better uh, possibility to see it what it is because often it's pain coming out. When someone cuts you off, often it's pain showing. Some way they are hurt and they try to minimize their hurt by cutting you off. It's rarely about you. The thing is that we tend to take it personally And then we have a spiral going on, okay? Maybe with blame, uh, punishment, and then uh, revenge, and we keep, you know, going down into this spiral. The question is, is that downward spiral, is that not loving each other either? Just because we have, like, cause and effect that pushes us down, does it mean we don't love each other? So I'm sitting here, how to love each other even when we disagree. I think it's absolutely perfectly... I, I can't see why the love would change because we don't agree. I don't see why love would change if we have a conflict. I can I can rather see that there can be a lot of pain in a relationship when we have a disagreement that there can be a lot of pain because one person may think that I need this person's approval because that's how I feel loved. So I think sometimes we mix up that people should praise us, approve of us, you know, uh, to show that they love us. You know, I don't think that is true. I don't think love needs that. I don't think love has a need. I think love is. And if we disagree, I think it's the ego. It's purely the ego. It's not the essence. And we disagree in our opinions, in our perceptions, how we see life. And that is so human. But I think to punish each other and remove love from each other as a punishment because that's what it is I think that is very very hurtful and I often it has the effect you know often it has the effect that the person who has that behavior wants it to have often we feel completely you know demolished left out abandoned uh, full of regret full of guilt and remorse and if I only done differently he wouldn't have broken up with me and you know we go into that victimhood when it's oftentimes it's the other party that was hurt and punishes us with removing you know we don't disagree we don't agree we have different opinions sometimes it can be as easy as that as 
as some person relays a story and says, I did this and that, and I feel like really that was the right thing to do and so on. And then I may say, do you know what? I don't feel like that was the right thing to do. I honestly think that you should have handled the situation differently. Then that person may be super offended and feel like, what the fuck, you should be on my side, you should support me in this conflict, blah, 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 and so on. And you're not entitled to your own honest, you know, thoughts about it. And that person cuts you off. So sometimes people just want you to be a yes-sayer. And if you disagree, you're like, off you go. And that relationship is not based on love. I'm sorry to say it's not based on love, it's based on fear. So the question is, how can we not enter a space of fear when we disagree? How can we keep the love for each other when we disagree and not? go into a space of fear where we feel a need to protect ourselves where we feel a need to cut someone off how can we realize that all these feelings all these emotions that come when we feel like someone is either giving us feedback or maybe uh, having some critique or having a different opinion uh, how can we stay in our own being, in our own truth and not go down this, you know, snowball effect of emotions and feel we need to protect ourselves? Because a need for protection is based in fear. Instead of having this feeling like, okay, um, you know, when you have really, really, really good friends and you can talk about everything and you know this good friend I'm going to take an example from my own life I have a friend Miriam I know that she can say anything to me I can say anything to her and what we say our opinions they will always be based on love but we can disagree and since we know we love each other There's never, you know, there's nothing to protect because nothing can be hurt. I'm safe. I'm okay. And she can say, Shama, do you know what? I have a totally different opinion than you. I don't think that is right. I think that this harsh feminist side, like, I think it's very aggressive. And I think this and that. And I'm like, okay, okay, it's interesting. Yes, you, you got a point. Yeah, you got a point. And to to scream instead of talk is is not probably not going to make a change. Okay, and I don't feel this threat. I don't need her to, uh, you know. I don't need her to to be uh, affirm what I'm thinking. She doesn't have to have the same opinions as I do. And it's very easy to disagree with her because there's never a conflict in the disagreement. So the question I think also is relevant is that do we need to have a conflict in a disagreement? Can we have different opinions and let each other have different opinions and still be friends, still have a loving relationship? 
I think I think the only time, you know, when it's difficult to love each other when we disagree is that when the disagreement comes with fear. Fear of losing something. It could be fear of losing face. It could be fear of losing your ground. It could be fear of losing your self-love. It could be fear of losing something material. You know, there are so many, you know, fears in our life. And I find that the only time when a disagreement causes one person to remove the love and cut someone off is when there is fear involved. There is fear of being hurt or you are already hurt. But remember, someone else can never hurt you. It's always you and your thoughts about what is happening that is hurting you. And maybe this is difficult for for many people. Uh, I I feel when I investigate into this because I have no plan. I'm just investigating uh, because I just when I read it, like how to love each other even when we disagree, my mind got like I don't get it. I told you now three times I don't get it. But I feel that I think that when we disagree, a portion of fear comes in. A fear maybe that maybe now he won't like me or she won't like me. Maybe I said something wrong. Maybe I won't be, you know, included in this group. Maybe he, she doesn't want to be my friend anymore, etc., etc. Or, you know, there comes a big, big, big defense. Instead of feeling like, oh, why did I say that? And so on. I should have been on that person's side. It comes like, what the fuck? Why, why does she go against me? And she should approve of me. And uh, he should be my supporter. He's my fiance. He should support me in every, uh, you know, action I do, etc., etc. I think that behind all these emotions and thoughts, there is a fear. And when we look upon that fear, what is the fear that comes with the disagreement? To me, that is more relevant to ask. My biggest fear when it comes to disagreement with my children is very, very easy. It's my fear of losing them. It's my fear of them saying, hey, mom, I don't think you're a good mom. You can just get out of my life. That's my biggest fear. That therefore, I wouldn't say therefore, my mom and dad, they weren't my greatest supporters. I always felt it was my duty, my obligation, my role as a mother to be my children's greatest supporter, to always support them, not when they were doing wrong, but when they were doing right. So I've always supported them the best I could in their right doings, you know, as friends, when it comes to school, when it comes to, you know, activities, but especially as friends and good human beings. I always like affirm them. When they, I feel that they don't behave as good human beings, that they have behaviors, then it's not my role to support them. If, I, if they bully someone or if they treat someone else bad, I never supported that. I've always been very direct to them saying, this is not the way, this is not how we do it. You know, everyone is welcome. Everyone has always been welcome in our family. 
And I always been, you know, uh, trying to teach them right from wrong when it comes to, to human beings and so on. And also a bit of behavior, you know, manners and so, so on. Uh, I almost lost my thread. Maybe I was supposed to because I'm talking about my children. But I didn't. Okay, so my biggest fear when it comes to my kids is to lose them. The thing is that the last... The, uh, there's so many times I kind of lost my kids. And that has happened in many, many ways. Kids have escaped home. They have not come back to home after a trip. They have refused to come home. They have, like, you know, uh, tried to commit suicide. They have moved away. Uh, they have cut me off they have you know there are so many different scenarios that happened during these years where I understand that my role as a mother is not a safe role it's not a guaranteed role that I'm going to be part of my children's life this is something like you think you give birth to kids and you feel like we are going to be in each other's lives forever Always, as, as long as we live, we are going to interact, we're going to be close, we're going to be, you know, family. And then you realize that that may not be the case. And it happens once, it happens twice, it happens with one kid, it happens with two children. And then you realize that this, this position as a mom that I have, that I felt like at least this position is like a safe spot for me, it's totally not and why does it have to be? Why should this be different from any other relationship? Is there some kind of obligation? Is there some kind of expectation? How things should be, etc. And after a while, I, you know, when, when, when your biggest fear, when you are faced with your biggest fear, it kind of, you know, you put the light on it and it vanishes. It's like, okay. So this is as hard as it gets. You know, it doesn't get worse than this. I lost my fiancé in the, in the plane crash. And a few months later, I tried to commit suicide. For 20 years, I was terrified that I would be so sad again in my life that I will commit suicide. So that has been a big, big, big fear. And this was before all the kind of separation with the kids began. So I've been really like trying, trying, trying to be happy, to be happy, to be happy, to be happy. I need to be happy. I need to be happy because if I'm not, I may kill myself. So I've been living with this fear for so many years. Then one day I was in a separation from my ex-husband. I got so depressed, so super low in just a month time and I ended up suicidal. After that, I realized that, okay, that biggest fear is now kind of tested and I'm still alive. Okay, me being completely crushed doesn't mean I will die. It doesn't mean that. So that fear was kind of tested. And now with the kids, the separation with the children, when this happens on and off, it kind of after a while is like, okay, it's like, okay, there's nothing I can do about it. It's not in my control. Before, when they were younger, I had this 
responsibility and all of it when they were under 18. In, you know, the pressure, all of it, four of them, is my responsibility. And then one after one grew up. And now my youngest is 20 soon. And I feel like, hey, you're adults now. It's no longer my responsibility. And if you don't want to be with me, okay. It's, it's, it's okay. You know, I'm not dying. Does it make me love you less? Of course not. There's nothing my children can do. There's nothing my children can say or think that will make me love them less. I can't answer for them. I think there are many things we can do and say and think that can make us like and enjoy each other less. But when it comes to love, I think that that just is. There's nothing to can th nothing can threaten my love for my children. Nothing. I can hurt in a separation. I can hurt in a conflict. There may be pain that I need to work through. There may come up things from my past that is super triggering. Feelings of loss, of separation, of abandonment. And I need to heal those wounds. Maybe, maybe things happen in our life, I think so. Separations, for example, they come because we have things unhealed that we need to look at. And for me, a big, big, big portion is also, you know that they say that every time I thought I was being rejected, I was actually redirected to something new. Which means that sometimes we need to separate to find ourselves. We need to lose someone for a while, or for always, to find ourselves. And I was lost. I must say I was lost to myself. I got lost in my motherhood. It was so big for me to be responsible for these four children. It was so big for me. And I tossed and turned and changed my personality and really tried to be the best mom, to be happy and to be okay. And since it wasn't authentic, since it was a big trying, it means that I was not present in the way that I am today. I was lost in the situation. That doesn't mean I was a bad mom. It doesn't mean I didn't do my best. It doesn't mean that my kids grew up in an unsafe or unhappy environment. I think we had a really good life. I think my children and the community we have is beautiful. I really, really do. I I think my, my kids are amazing. They are so unique, so individual, and they are equally empowered. And I feel I've given them something really great for their future life. And I can also see that I'm much more present today I'm much more myself today. I'm much more authentic. I love myself today. I cannot honestly say that I have loved myself during all the years before. And I think that is a lot of pain in to raise children and not love yourself. And I think that also, if you don't love yourself... I think it's also very easy to get into this misunderstanding that 
that if you don't love yourself, then you don't really feel the underneath love in every relationship, I feel. And maybe you think it's what you do say or don't say or act that makes other people love you or make you love other people. So I think that if you don't love yourself, the, what you do think and say has a kind of bigger magnitude because you rely on people's opinions about you. And I have been that, doing that always, always, always measuring my worth towards other people. Do they like me? Am I welcome? How is this feel? How does this feel? Etc. And now I feel I don't care as much. I don't care as much. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid that I will be separated from people forever and ever and ever. I have a strong feeling that everything happens for reason. And if it's not for my growth, it's for the other person's growth and healing. And I am merely a tool. We are all tools on each other's way, but we should not mix up opinions with love. We should not mix up our hurt emotions with love. The only thing we can feel like when this comes is that, okay, I feel, I feel uh, fear right now and I feel a need to protect myself. And this need to protect yourself is only there if you feel that you can be threatened. And there is like one, my, my favorite passages in A Course in Miracles says like this, it's in the beginning of the book, it says, nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So it means that if something is real, it cannot be threatened. And the good thing is nothing unreal exists. So nothing can ever be threatened. So you see that the only thing that can be threatened is our ego. In our essence, everything is always okay. There's always love. So, you know, fear is of the ego. Love is universal. It's our being, it's our essence. And I just feel like that if we have a need to protect ourselves, we have a fear that we can be hurt. So, you know, and when I love myself, when I feel like, okay, Shama, you are, maybe you've never been, but you are no longer a shitty person. Okay? We, <laughs> now can you hear Sam? He's, he's barking outside. He wants to come in. It's our new dog, the rescue from Aruba. He's so funny. He's so talkative. Now he's lying outside the glass door here. And he's going like, can you hear him? He's waiting for me to open the door. Shall I open for him? Okay, I'm gonna let him out. I'm gonna let him in, okay. Record a podcast? Do you want to record a podcast? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Really? So uh, that's that's Sam. He's so cute. He's so cute. Uh, where what? Where was I? Okay. So nothing real can be threatened. 
nothing unreal exists. So that's what we are. We are real and in our essence we can never be threatened. But in our opinions, in our perceptions, in our ego, there is always something to protect. So I would say how to love each other even when we disagree. If we can turn that around and say how to not let fear enter when we disagree. This is really like when we disagree and you feel a need to protect yourself or you feel a need to be right. The need to be right is also a protection. You know, the need to be right is of the ego. And there is this, you know, saying that I always like, uh, I'd rather be, uh, what is it about being right? Do you want to be right or, ah, is like one of the most common sayings. Okay, you can, you can correct me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. Uh, but to be right is not equal to be happy. I know a lot of people who lose, lose out on a lot of love for being right. Self-righteous people are very, very difficult to hang around, at least for me. I love conversations when we don't, you know, say yes to everything we think. When we have it, you know, a disagreement is nothing to be afraid of. It's just like how we handle the disagreement. It also shows us our maturity. Where are we at in life? I am absolutely not good at this. It's like when I talk, when I sit here and, like, and talk, then I feel like, oh, I know, now I know it. But when I'm in the heat of the moment, do you feel like, do you think that I'm like, okay, so now I feel some fear and now I feel, okay, he wants to cut me off, then, okay, I just go and follow him on social media and uh, delete his phone number, okay. I mean, I can do that. Absolutely. I can be hurt. I can, you know, go into a reactive mode and just say, fuck you, asshole. But I have become, if I compare myself to six years ago when I split up with my ex-husband and I wrote, you know, on my blog about uh, all the bad things he did to today where I feel like, no, I just finished my book um, in December now I've been going through it four times, you know, censoring myself, just deleting every colorful description of an event that could be negative to someone. I've kind of removed everything that I feel that this might hurt someone. Uh, and the facts, they, they lose their color, they lose the juice, you know, there's no longer like this sensational thing, but... To me, it's more important to care for people involved. I don't want to. I have no interest in hurting people. I think that people may be hurt anyway just by me sharing my story. Um, and I've really tried my best not to because that's not what it's about. 
The book is about helping people to find life joy. And uh, it's not about telling my story. Everyone has a story. My story is not especially unique. It's just what I went through. And you went through something else. The question is what we do today. And I can see that I have grown a lot. I'm much more mature today. I don't talk bad about people publicly in that sense. I do not want to cause harm. Uh, sometimes I do. Something slips my mouth at times. And I don't enjoy it. I always have a bitter taste immediately. You know, I, I say that cause and effect, they go together. So whenever I say something, let something slip my mouth, I always feel like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And a few hours later, I get a phone call or I get something saying, like, hey, I heard you say that. That wasn't so nice. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That wasn't. I totally, totally agree. I shouldn't have said that. Or I said, I can also defend myself and say, hey, that wasn't a big deal. I'm allowed to say whatever I want. You know, speech, freedom of speech, you know. And I can still feel like, okay, that was, that per person hurt. I could have apologized. So I'm learning. Life is a learning. It's a great learning. It's an opportunity to learning. It's like a playground. It's like a school. So... Uh, I feel like that when we disagree, there is an, it's an excellent opportunity to practice love towards each other. It's an excellent opportunity to, to be open and honest and vulnerable and say like, hey, when we disagree like this, I feel so much fear. I feel like I, I have to agree with you because I have a fear that you don't want to be my friend if I disagree with you. And It makes me so, I feel so small and I, I don't enjoy this feeling. Can we talk about it? There is like a super mature way to handle things. It's just that our emotions carry us away and we just leave the situation. We blank out, you know, we space out and we are not even present in the situation. And we feel, fuck you, asshole. And we just storm out the door. And while we're going down the stairs, we are blocking the person on Instagram, on Facebook, in the phone, and just like, and we call a friend and we gossip and we say, do you know what this person did or say? And isn't it outrageous and blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, Ugh. and we feel super, you know, bad about ourselves. Do I sound as if I've done this? I told you I'm not the one who block people, cut people off. But when someone cuts me off, oftentimes I get so hurt, I get so sad, so I need to call someone for support. And I think that afterwards I don't feel good about, you know, this. Because I know that the person who cut me off, he or she has his or her reason also. You know, we're just human beings. And I know that when we gossip around these things, especially when we gossip around right or wrong, he did, she did, there's always a bitter taste in our mouth, you know, in our heart there's pain. And we do it because we're hurting. And I wish that we could be much, much better in just being vulnerable, open, say that this hurt, you know, this is painful for me. Uh, I feel fear now. 
I don't like to disagree with you. You know, I have begun to say to my kids when they, you know, tell me I'm old or when they joke about something and they say, you know, sometimes they go together, two of them, and they're like, yeah, 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 mom. And they make me feel excluded. And then I can just say to them, do you know what? When you do like that, I feel excluded. It's like I'm not even present in this family. It's like I'm a, you know, a lesser being. And you run this family. And I'm not to be counted for. And they're just like, mom, you're so sensitive. You take it so personal. And I'm like, but it is personal. I am standing here. You're talking about me in the third person. I'm standing here. It is personal. And then at times they feel me. They see me. And sometimes they just laugh. It's not a biggie. You know, it also depends on how sensitive I am, at what spot point in my life I am. And I know when I feel full of self-love and I'm in the right place in the universe and so on, people can joke about me, they can treat me and they can do lots of things. And I feel like too, so calm and cool about it. And there are points when I feel like, huh, I need I need support, I need some fluff, you know, I need some cuddles. And uh, so I think it's so important to feel into where we are And if we are, in effect, if we feel that we disagree with people and we want to tell them to just disappear, get out of my life, what's the hurt behind? What's the fear behind? Because we're not only hurting them, we're hurting ourselves too. So this question, how to love each other even when we disagree, is like... How can we not love each other when we disagree? I mean, it's beautiful that we disagree. We have our own opinions. We have our own ways. And, you know, people have... The, it's freedom to disagree. Do you know what? Okay, this is a big one. To disagree is really freedom. It's your right to disagree. Can we just say that everyone has a right to disagree without the fear of not being loved? It's as simple as that. We have the freedom to disagree. It's our right. I don't have to think as you do. I don't have to feel like you do just because we're married or because you're my mother. I don't. I have a freedom to have my own opinion. It's my own life, my own right. You know, and just because I use that freedom and say, I disagree, doesn't mean I don't love you. It has nothing to do with love. It's my freedom to, you know, think, speak. It's, it's my freedom. It's one of my rights. And I am the, you know, I can't be without my freedom. And when someone demands of me in a relationship that to be here, you have to agree with me. To be here, you need to support my opinions and my values. If you can't, then you, we're going to cut you off. For me, that's not the relationship I want to have. It's a condition love that is not love 
It's not a proper relationship. So I think the most loving thing is to let people disagree and not mix it up with love. Don't confuse it with love or not love. It's just like if a disagreement makes you kind of small and fearful, okay, then speak about it. There's something else here. Okay, this is triggering something in you. You feel left out, abandoned. You're you're fighting for your life all of a sudden. But this has nothing to do with love. And if someone makes you feel or believe that just because you disagree with me, you are not lovable, I would say, fuck them. That is not an okay behavior. That is not love. If you trade love with agreement, that is not love. I'm sorry. It's a conditioned love. So to me, of course we love each other when we disagree. Of course. We love each other through thick and thin. That's just what we do. And sometimes we disagree, and that's fine too. I mean, there are are consequences if one party gets so upset and angry because we disagree and cuts you off and you can no longer relate. But that's fine too. It doesn't change the love. So if someone is conditioning you, if someone says that as long as you follow me, as long as you do as I say, as long as you agree with me, I'm going to love you then I say, fuck them. That is not love. Okay, this got much, much longer than I had planned for. I only thought maximum like 25 minutes, but it turned out that I had a lot to say on the topic. So I think that we have a few golden nuggets here is like really um, that we have a freedom to disagree and it's not about love. And if someone is wanting you to do as they say, think as they say, agree with them, otherwise they won't love you, then fuck them. That is not love. There is love to be found everywhere. And I would challenge that person. I would really, really say that, hey, do you know what? I have a freedom of thought. I have a freedom of speech. I have a right to my own opinions. And if that means that you don't love me, then I don't think you ever love me. Because I am the same, even if I love blue more than green. You know, it doesn't change me in my essence. So, and I think it's also, it's, it's a very, very, very painful way to treat people, to cut them off from your love when you disagree, because you make people afraid. And it's so easy. We need to care and love for each other. It's so easy to make people fearful. And I really, really want people to have, you know, strength in themselves trust themselves, believe in their own voice and their own, you know, beings and not doubt themselves. Really feel like I'm valid, you know, I matter. And I don't like when other people disempower other people and threaten them. So conditioned love that comes with 
if you don't agree with me, then off you go. You can just let that relationship go because it's not loving. Underneath, it was probably not love. And when there is love, we can disagree how much. You, we can disagree every day if there is love. The important thing that disagreement doesn't come with a punishment. If a disagreement comes with a punishment, then we are in danger. That's the wrong side of it. So I think it's totally okay to disagree. We have a freedom to it, but we don't punish each other. And we don't threaten to remove our love because love doesn't have anything with that equation to do. Okay, darlings, my beloved ones, I want to say to you, I have opened like, I don't know if it's an account or uh, on patreon.com because I do this and, you know, I do this as often as I feel like it and if I had the means I would do it every week but right now I do not have that so if you would like to support me uh, you can find from darkness to light on patreon.com and you could be a supporter I would love that there are three different levels and you are able to choose a topic you're able to be to be on the podcast and do a podcast with me and You also have my deepest, deepest gratitude, always, always. So if you enjoy these sharings, please go to patreon.com and find From Darkness to Light and uh, support. That's all. Uh, Also, you can send me an email, shamaperson uh, at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram. And I look forward, as always, to your feedback on this episode. And I love you. Peace.